Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Superman in a moment. Stay tuned. Well, boys and girls, how did it go today? Have you had your big dinner yet, or will it come tonight? I guess most Thanksgiving feasts are held in the afternoon, aren't they? Everybody seems to eat so much that it takes them hours to recover. But that's one of the wonderful things about Thanksgiving, just as one of the wonderful things about our country is the ability to furnish all the good things to to eat and wear and play with and live with. Say, I just thought of something. If the Pilgrim Fathers gave the first thanks for the little that they had, we have so much more reason to give thanks today for all that they and those who followed them have created in this wonderful country of ours. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Adventures of Superman. When the planet Krypton, home of a race of Supermen, exploded into dust, the sole survivor was an infant boy who had been shot to earth in a sealed rocket. Today, that boy grown to manhood is known as Superman, sworn enemy of the forces of evil. To aid him in his never-ending fight for truth and justice, he masquerades as Clark Kent, crime reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. His secret is carefully guarded. No one is aware that Kent is Superman. No one but you. Join with us now on ABC as Superman fights against the insidious forces of rumor and suspicion in the transcribed story of Marina Baum. scene is Clark Kent's private office at the Metropolis Daily Planet, where we find the mild-mannered reporter, whom we know as Superman, working on a story. Suddenly, he frowns, stops pecking on his typewriter, then almost angrily rips out the sheet of paper and runs his hand despairingly through his hair. Oh, hang it all. What's the matter with me? I can't write a word today. The girl's life is a perfect... Oh, nuts. Hello. Hello, Mr. Kent. Yes, speaking. This is Mrs. Olson. Who? Mrs. Olson, Jimmy's mother. Oh, of course. Mr. Kent, could you come over to our house right away? Well... It's about Jimmy. He's in trouble. What do you mean, in trouble? Well, he got into a fight this afternoon. He beat up another boy. Jim did? Yes. I can't explain over the phone, Mr. Kent, but please, please come over and talk to him. Or there's no telling what he'll do next. <laughs> Jim Olsen in serious trouble in this latest Superman adventure. Keep listening. And now to continue the adventures of Superman and the story of Marina Baum. 
In response to a sudden urgent summons from cub reporter Jim Olson's mother, Clark Kent is about to leave his office at the Daily Planet when he is interrupted by a knock at the door. Yes? Mr. Kent? Mr. Clark Kent? Yes? Mr. Kent, I, I would like very much to speak with you. I'm sorry, I was just leaving, Miss... Uh, Miss... Baum. Marina Baum. Well, you see, Miss Baum... Baum? Why, why, you're the girl who... Jimmy has told you of me. Jimmy? Why, no. Do you know Jim? Yes. That's why I've come to you. Mr. Kent, you must help him. He's in grave trouble. I know. I was just on my way over to his house, as a matter of fact. Suppose you tell me what it's all about. Me. You? Yes. You see, Jimmy and I have become very good friends. We live near to each other. I was adopted by a family that lives a couple of blocks away from him. Oh. Mr. Kent, this afternoon we... We were taking a walk, as we have done quite often. And we met a boy who... Who said some very cruel things to me. Such as? He said, why don't I go back where I came from? Oh. And people like me are not wanted here in America. That is not true, is it, Mr. Kent? Of course not. I suppose Jim took over then? Yes. He was wonderful, but... It... It was very horrible. Jimmy beat him unmercifully. Oh, I can imagine. So badly that the boy had to go to the hospital. His father and mother said they were going to call the police. Mr. Kent, what will we do? First, we're going to see Jim. And then we'll start educating a few people. Mr. Kent, I don't think I should have come with you. Why not, Marina? I'm sure Jim would like to see you. Yes, but his mother... Oh, yes? Good evening, Mrs. Olson. Oh, Mr. Kent, I'm so glad you're here. Come in. Thank you. Go ahead, Marina. Yes, Mr. Kent. Good evening, Marina. Good evening, Mrs. Olson. I didn't expect to see you here. I, Marina I would... came to my office and told me what happened, Mrs. Olson. Oh, she did. So I brought her with me. I knew Jim would want to see her again. Well, I really couldn't say. Where is he, Mrs. Olson? Upstairs, in his room. Be all right if we go up? Well, yes, of course, but I think he'd rather speak to you alone, Mr. Kent. Alone? But... Please go to him, Mr. Kent. I understand. All right, Marina, you wait here. We'll be down in a few minutes, and then we'll get everything straightened out. Oh, gosh, am I glad to see you, Mr. Kent. Well, Sir Lockenvar, outside of a black eye, you don't look too much the worse for wear. Oh, I was lucky, I guess, and mad. Too mad to get hurt. You should have heard the awful things he said, Mr. Kent. To a nice girl like Marina. Marina's already told me, Jim. Well, she did? Yes, she came to my office, and now she's downstairs waiting to see you. Downstairs? Is... Is my mother down there with her? Uh-huh. Oh, jeepers. Well, what's the matter, Jim? Well, we better go down right away, Mr. Kent. Why? I thought you'd want to tell me your side of the fight. But and, I... And I'd like the name of the other boy. I want to have a little talk with him. Oh, he, he doesn't matter anymore, Mr. Kent. Well, what do you mean, Jim? Of course he... Please, ha- Mr. Kent, he doesn't. Honest, he doesn't. Jim, I'm afraid I don't understand. Well, that, that's all over. Gosh, I... I don't even know how to say it. It... It's Mom. Yes? I haven't spoken to her in almost two days. What? Yeah. She said it... It wouldn't be advisable for me to see Marina again. That she wasn't the sort of girl I should be going around with. Well, did your mother say why? Yeah, she said Marina was different. She wasn't our kind. Then I guess I... I answered her back and, well... 
That's where I got into that fight this afternoon. Of course, Jim. You had to let off steam. How's it going to end, Mr. Kent? I don't know. Come on downstairs. But... Come on. I'm going to have a talk with your mother. Yeah, I guess so. Well, where's Marina, Mrs. Olson? Marina? Yes. Why, she left a few minutes ago. Why? Oh, she really didn't feel comfortable here, Jim. She she must have realized she was out of place. What do you mean, out of place? Jim, it's one of those things you'll understand when you're older. But, Mom... Jim, why don't you go out for a walk? Huh? The air will do you good. Well, I don't think it would be advisable after what happened this afternoon. Perhaps you'd better stay in, Jim. I'm sorry, Mom. I gotta go. I'll see you later, Mr. Kent. Right, Jim. Really, Mr. Kent, I I must say I don't think you acted very wisely. In suggesting that Jim take a walk? Yes. Why shouldn't he? Are you afraid he'll meet his girl, Marina? I don't think advisable for you to refer to her that way. You don't think a lot of things are advisable, do you, Mrs. Olson? Mr. Kent, surely you understand the circumstances. Marina isn't the right kind of girl for Jim. Because she speaks with an accent? Well, you, you might say that, yes. And because she worships differently? After all, it isn't my business what her religion is. Don't mistake me, I'm a great believer in tolerance, Mr. Kent. Mrs. Olson, you might just as well admit that you don't like Marina's religion and be honest about it. Really, Mr. Kent, I'm very tolerant. You just won't understand. I'm afraid you're the one who won't understand, Mrs. Olson. But perhaps you will if I tell you a rather strange story. This is hardly the time for stories. On the contrary, there couldn't be a better time. I tried to write this story earlier this afternoon, but I just couldn't get it to gel. Now I think I can, and I'd appreciate it if you'd listen. Keep listening as Clark Kent tells Jim Olson's mother the story of Marina Baum. Back to the adventures of Superman and the story of Marina Baum. It began in a small town called Norizek in Poland, a few miles from the German border. The time was September 1939. Does that mean anything to you, Mrs. Olsen? Why, yes, that's when the Nazis invaded Poland. Uh huh. Well, about a week before the Panzer divisions rolled into that helpless country, the blacksmith of Norizek called his daughter Marina to him. Marina? Yes, Mrs. Olson. The blacksmith's name was Baum. And when he spoke to his daughter, she was frightened. She had never seen him so serious before. Marina, my child, please try to understand what I tell you. Terrible things are happening in this world. People have gone mad, it would seem. They, they wish to kill one another. Papa, what are you saying? I do not understand. No. No, of course you don't. You're too young. But I'm afraid you will grow up very quickly and will face much sorrow. Papa! Listen to me, Marinachka. Soon, perhaps in weeks, perhaps even days, the enemy will come. 
Norozek is very close to the border. We shall be the first to feel that terrible power. You mean the Nazis? Yes, my child. Huh? And should the Nazis come before you and Peter can escape, I want you to remember one thing. Yes. Leave Marina. Leave. Protect your little brother. Do anything, everything. Only live. Fight as hard as you can. Yes, Papa. Remember, child. No matter what the Nazis do, be strong. You are the future. Keep these words always in your heart, Marina. Trust in God. And live. Marina remembered her father's words well. For the very next week, before she and her brother could leave Norajek, the stormtroopers marched in. The blacksmith and his wife fell before them, and Marina and Peter were left orphans, along with 50 other children. One day, they were all lined up in the town square. Then, in charge of a Nazi patrol, were marched out into the country. Fifty children, Mrs. Olson, in double file, bewildered, lost, frightened on a march to nowhere. And in the center of the line walked Marina, carrying her brother Peter and a small knapsack containing bread and milk, only enough food for the baby. The children marched for hours. They traveled endless miles until their feet blistered and bled in their shoes, and their little legs became stilts of pure agony. But on they struggled, on and on, driven by the menacing shadow of the Nazi guards. Finally, toward evening, the Nazis called a halt, and the children sank gratefully in the soft grass bordering the road, Marina's eyes flickered over the landscape watchfully. A few minutes later, she heard a low, throbbing roar, and around a bend in the road, the first heavy trucks of a long German motor convoy roared into view. Marina's eyes brightened, and holding Peter close, she crouched in the grass. As the trucks roared past, she fixed her eyes on the guards, and as they turned to wave at their passing comrades, she called out to the other children, Run! Everyone run! They're not watching us run into the woods and hide! Hide! Jumping to her feet, Marina began to run, the other children stumbling along behind her. Suddenly the air rang with shots, but they kept on like young wild animals, charging deep into the underbrush. Shortly, some of the children began to falter, then drop, but Marina kept on, clutching Peter to her frail body, driven by the distant howling of an unleashed pack of dogs. Now Marina was alone in the woods, alone with the night and the terrible sound of the dogs coming closer and closer. When at last it seemed that there could be no hope, she saw a silvery gleam of water ahead. It was a small forest lake, and without hesitation, she plunged in. Holding the baby high on her shoulder, she waded out as far as she could, making certain Peter's face stayed above the water. And as the dogs approached, she pushed the last bottle of milk in the baby's mouth to keep him quiet and prayed. Come, Hans, let us return. For the moment, Marina was safe. But now Peter was soaked. He needed dry clothes, warmth, and rest. So the girl continued into the forest until she saw a light gleaming through the trees. A few minutes later, she and her brother were inside the small, comfortable hut of an elderly woodcutter. Well, my child, I wish I could keep you here, but I cannot. The Nazis will come soon enough. They do not like us either. And then, uh, you must know what will happen. Oh, 
Peter and I, we will go on. We will find a place. There is a place not very far from here where you will find shelter. Where you and your brother will will always be taken care of. There is? Yes. It is a convent. Oh. A convent? Yes, where the kind sisters live. Oh, there are many children like you in the convent. But I... I cannot go there. Why not? They are... They are different. Oh, I do not think you will find them so. They do not live the way we do. They do not believe the same way. My child, what difference which way they live or believe? They are good people. Ah, rest now. I will take you there in the morning. Woodcutter left the two homeless youngsters in the care of the mother superior at the convent. Marina, why do you stand there and stare at me? I... I am sorry. Are you afraid, Marina? Yes. We are not going to hurt you, my child. We want to take care of you. Do you believe me? Yes. You may stay with us as long as it is safe. And then, if it becomes too dangerous, we will see that you are taken elsewhere. To another place of refuge. That is really kind of you. Still, you are afraid. Yes, Marina. Would you like to pray? Here? Here. I... I cannot... I do not know how you pray in your own manner, my child. But I... I thought... I thought... Come. Come, Marina. We will thank God for your coming here. Together. And that really is the end of the story, Mrs. Olson. Marina and her little brother Peter were taken care of by the Mother Superior and the sisters of the convent. And through the war years were shifted from place to place, always in the care of the sisters until a few months ago, when she was adopted by the Polish family down the street. Oh, the poor child, what she's been through. Yes, but she's learned one thing, Mrs. Olson, that no one is different. Now, don't you think you could learn the same? Mr. Kent! Mr. Kent! Oh, yes, Jim, what is it? What's the matter, Jimmy? Marina, she's gone. What? Oh, she never went home. I've been looking all over for her, but she's gone. has happened to Marina. We'll be back in a moment with the answer. So keep listening. And now back to the adventures of Superman and the climax of The Story of Marina Baum. Marina Baum. 
suddenly came home with the startling news that Marina Baum had disappeared, Clark Kent hurriedly excused himself and, resuming his true guise of Superman, rocketed up into the night sky over Metropolis to begin an intensive search for the young girl. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Olsen living room, Jim and his mother wait in anxious silence. Mrs. Olsen tries to catch her son's eye, but without success. Finally, she says... Jimmy. Yeah? Look at me, Jim. Well? I... I'm sorry. Isn't it kind of late for that? Oh, Mom, I... I didn't mean to say that. Of course you didn't, Jim. Mr. Kent has shown me how wrong I've been, and if he finds Marina, I promise you she'll always be welcome here. Oh, golly, Mom, I... I knew you'd see things right. I knew you'd understand. I only hope it isn't too late. Wait a minute. That sounds like... It is. It's Superman. Hello, Jim. Cheaper Superman. Did Mr. Kent call you? Did he tell you about Marina? Yes, Jim. I know all about it. Are you going to help find her? I have found her, Jim. You have? Oh, thank goodness. Well, where is she? Coming up the porch steps right now. What? She's with a friend of hers. Well, Jim, don't just stand there. Let them in. Oh, golly, sure. Sure. Oh, Superman, is she all right? Quite all right. She just went to see a good friend of hers for some advice. Marina. Hello, Jimmy. Oh, gosh, Marina. You okay? Come on in. Is it... Is it all right? Sure, it's all right. Uh, does that invitation include me too, Jim? What? My father, Damien. Father, Damien. Sure. He's a good sure, friend of Marina's. Oh. Thank you. Well, good evening, Miss Dolphin. Oh, good evening, Father. And Superman. Glad to see you again. Same here, sir. Marina, I want you to meet Superman. How how do you do? Hello, Marina. Marina, my dear. Yes, Mrs. Olsen? I, I'm very glad you've come back. Oh. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Olsen. Well, well, now I have some good news for you, Jim. Oh, yes, sir? Yes, I, uh, I spoke to the parents of the boy you, uh, beat some sense into, shall we say? Yes, sir. They, uh, they quite understand the reason for the thrashing you gave him. As a matter of fact, his father wishes he'd done the job himself. In any case, outside of a pair of black eyes and a couple of bruised ribs, the boy's perfectly well. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad of that. And his parents assure me they'll continue the lesson you began. Uh, not quite as physically, perhaps, but as effectively, well, now, Marina, I think we'd better be getting on home. It's rather late. Of course, Father Damien. Well, I have a better idea. What, Mom? Well, since today is Thanksgiving and we've got such a big turkey, why doesn't everyone stay and have dinner here with us? Oh, well, well, sure, well, that does that mean me well. also, Mrs. Olsen? Of course, yeah. Superman. Fine. How about it, Father Damien? Yes, with pleasure, Marina. Oh, yes, Superman. And Mrs. Olsen? Yes, Marina. Now I know why Thanksgiving is truly an American holiday. The Adventures of Superman come to you now each Tuesday and Thursday at the same time over many of these ABC stations. (laughs) 
Listen again on Tuesday when Superman gets involved in murder and international intrigue in the mystery of the Swiss clock killers. And be sure to watch for the new and exciting Superman adventure serial, The Everman vs. Superman, soon to be shown at your local moving picture theater. Ask for it. Don't miss it. Superman is a copyrighted transcribed feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and brings you radio's most exciting hero in thrilling stories of action, mystery, and adventure. Music for the program is composed and played by Murray Ross. This is Sidney Paul inviting you to be with us again on Tuesday, same time, for another thrill-packed story in the adventures of Superman. This program came from New York. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.